0: the world from a totally different perspective, ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration, then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it?
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca, your host, and I want to hear from you to let me know what you're thinking. If you've got comments, questions, suggestions, or even a pushback, it's always welcome. You can email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com or go right to my website and fill out the contact form. I promise I will get right back to you. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Varied Rosen Design. She is an amazing interior designer, I know, because I used her. She is oh so patient and oh so talented. She knows how to turn a house into a home. So call her today at 617-584-9965. Now what are you waiting for? If you have nothing to do this weekend, you know what? I'm giving away a gift certificate worth $100 to Taramira Restaurante in the North End. All you got to do is send me an email and put in the subject line, North End Taramira, and the fifth emailer wins it. So jump on your computer now. All right, fifth emailer, North End Taramere in the subject line. You got a $100 gift certificate to at Restaurant in the North End. Fabulous, fabulous food. Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's get started. All right, let's see. Just imagine never going to a doctor until you're 18 years old. Either you're living in a bubble, you have an exceptionally healthy diet, or you believe that if you get sick, that practicing Christian science will heal anything, and I mean anything. That's what happened to Eric Vance. He is also the author of Suggestible You. But then Eric left the faith behind. He became a science journalist, but he didn't stop thinking about how people's beliefs and expectations affect their health, whether it's with placebo pills, mystical practices, or treatments like acupuncture or homeopathy. The answer he found is in our brains. Again, he is the author of Suggestible You. He's here with us now. Welcome Eric to talk with Francesca.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. this is great.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, I saw your book um, advertised in uh, psychology today. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And um, you know I interview a lot of a lot of people who write books and I you know so it's hard to to get through them all, but um, I found your book fascinating. so very, very interesting um oh so, thank you yeah, thank you that yeah, means a lot yeah so you point out that even though most of us didn't grow up with christian scientists we often use belief to manage our health so talk to us about that
0: well um you know it, it, it we use it every day doctors use it um pharmaceutical industries uh use it and, and fight it every day and and i think it's important to sort of talk about what we mean when we say belief uh, belief means a lot of different things in in, in our culture you know i um if I say I believe the uh, the Cubs are going to win the World Series, like that's a belief. Um, if I say I believe in God, that, that's a belief, you know, and and, uh, and but there are different kinds of beliefs. The belief that I'm talking about is more along the lines of, I believe that if I drop my pen, it will hit the ground. Like a belief that's so ingrained that it, it literally has to be true. And so... What, what the book is really about is what happens when one of those earlier beliefs, you know, the, the Cubs or the, or the God belief, becomes the, the later belief, where it becomes so true it has to be. It has to happen. Well, it turns out that what happens is if, if, if you have a belief that that's that strong, your brain can actually step in and make it true. Um, and, and psychologists call them expectations. Uh, and these are things where your, your brain is essentially a prediction machine. It makes predictions all day long, like every day. Like a
1: self-fulfilling day. prophecy?
0: Yeah, exactly like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, I mean, you can't spend your whole day walking around like calculating whether or not the ground is hard or... Um, you know, whether or not, you know, you can breathe underwater. There's, there's just your brain has made certain expectations for how the world works. And then it stops thinking about those things. Right. And it's like shortcuts kind of. And so there's thousands of these around us every day. And one of them might be when I take a pill, um, I feel better. Yeah. You've taken how many pills you take in your life, take a pill, you know, the pain goes away. Um, and eventually, so what happens is if you take a placebo pill, um, and you don't, you don't have that pain relief. Well, your brain is expecting to have it, so it creates it. And it actually has some drugs on, on hand to do that. It actually has what, what they call the, the internal pharmacy. It has um, access to opioids and cannabinoids, which is what you find in marijuana and uh, serotonin and dopamine and a lot of other things that it can actually drop on itself in order to make expectation meet reality. And that's what a lot of this comes down to. It's about the expectations your brain sets up and how it's occasionally gets stubborn and makes those expectations true. Because sometimes it's easier to change reality than to change an expectation.
1: Eric, I have to tell you and our listeners a, a funny story. I've, I've shared it on the air before, but I, I'll share it again because I just think it's it's fascinating. It, you know, it, it's I, I really hear exactly where you're coming from in terms of expectations. You know, what we expect absolutely happens, and that can be good and not so good. You know, like the woman who always believes she just expects that she's going to meet guys who cheat. And somehow or another, she's always in a relationship with a cheater, right? So, but
0: anyway. Right. <laughs> no, of, I mean, it's it's true. It's not, it's not far off. It's exa- I mean, it, 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 you know, it's a, it's a great metaphor. And, and these expectations can also be negative. Like, you can make yourself sick. We, we all know this. Like, okay. this is not a uh, – what's interesting is that the science is starting to show how this works. And that's – a lot of this isn't new. I mean, you know, if you take placebos, you go back – I went all the way back to the, the ancient Egyptians, you know, 2000 BC, you know, and, and some of these principles would pop up, you know, and Hippocrates, you know, the Greek founder of medicine, he was talking about this stuff. Like, this isn't new. What's new is that we're figuring out how it works and how you get sick when you expect to and how when you get better when you expect to, what, what those mechanisms are. And it's not equal for all things. That's what's really interesting about this uh, is
1: yeah. – Go
0: ahead. Sorry, I mean, I, I get caught I up and excited about no, this stuff. Ex- but, well, it's exciting.
1: Uh, ex- yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, i got to tell you my penny story. Hurry up, Eric. I have to tell you my penny story. <laughs> no, it's just funny because what happened was, this is like, I don't know how many years ago, maybe yeah, a long time ago, though. And I was I was uh, becoming quite a prolific artist and a different chapter in my life. And I was showing my art and the whole bit. And I decided I'm going to get myself an art studio now. Even though I had one in my house, I wanted an art studio. I started looking around and there's this this place and I love this place oh I want to get into this art community I can just taste it I want it so bad well I get there and they absolutely have a space for me and I love the space but I notice on the floor there's a penny and it's upside down Oh, I don't. I don't know if I want to take this. <laughs> You're gonna say this girl's nuts, right? You're probably thinking she's crazy. Is right. it bad
0: luck? I, yeah, I a bad luck. A it's luck. only
1: bad. Pe- but it's not a good idea to you know pick up a penny that has the head upside down. The head up is a good thing. But anyway, and I always pick up when the head's up. I grab it, right? So anyway, not because I want the penny, but because I want the lucky penny. But anyway, so uh-huh. I think I'm as a, I'm not. Uh, there's no way I'm taking this art studio. This is a dangerous thing. I can't. And then I get back home. And, okay, this is crazy. This is stupid. You'll love it. Take it. Well, let me tell you, I was in that place for all of three months. It was the worst three months of my life. Okay. There was tar coming from <laughs> dripping from the ceiling onto my paintings. The elevator broke. You know, da da da. This problem, that problem, one by one. The the tenants were leaving. I'm mean, like, what is going on here? And within a three month period, the building went into foreclosure. Oh. oh, no. That, that, that <laughs> darn penny. I knew better, right? So, anyway. I don't know. That well, That's sort of a talent, I guess, is what they call
0: no, it. No, I mean, it's, it's funny you bring that up, because um, uh, I do get into some like superstitions and things like that. Again, I mean, I, I, for me, like I'm interested in how these beliefs affect your body. The, the beliefs play, uh, you know, expectations play a role in, in every fast of our lives. I just got interested in, in, in the, uh, the, the facets that deal with sort of directly to the body, like how we get sick, how we get better. Um, but that, I mean, it, you know, this it, is tied to someone and so many other things. I mean, I didn't even get in even depression, which is, which is a huge topic for well, this let's, area. Let's. But-
1: Actually let, let's do that because, um, we, I, I actually interviewed Dr. Irving Kirsch uh, many years mm-hmm. ago. He was, he was on 60 Minutes, and I grabbed him. I was like, "Oh, this, this guy's interesting." He had done several mega analyses and um, about SSRIs. Um, uh-huh. So, and I'm sure you know what an SSRI is. And for listeners, if you don't, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're um, a, a category of drugs that are used for anxiety and depression. And uh, although I can't imagine anybody at this point not knowing, because unfortunately they're prescribed way, 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 way too much. I don't know, but you know about mm-hmm. you, but I mean, years ago, if we were, you know, sad about something, some type of a loss, whether it be, you know, a, a, a death in the family, or relationship, breakup, divorce, we were depressed, we were grieving, and that's what we did. Uh, but now, you know, it, there's a pill for that. You know, it's like there's an app mm-hmm. for that, there's a pill for that, right? And it's an SSRI, and now all of a sudden, everyone has biological Depression, but what this doctor found um, in his studies was that um, basically SSRIs, for the most part, actually are have a placebo effect, other than yep. it, with with sort of you know sort of quasi sort of uh, mild depression. However, I, I guess I, I don't remember now. It's been quite some time, but. Uh, that I believe it was the the major depressive episodes were, um, you know, they worked better with those drugs. But but that's sort of interesting uh, that 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 is the case. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on depression. Well, and, and, yeah, because that's a big one, and I mean people earth, suffer from
0: yeah. <laughs> Irving Kirsch is, is, is definitely uh, he's a big authority on this. I talked to him for the, in the book. Oh, so you um, know him? Okay, okay,
1: good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it. he was one of my inspirations for the book. He's a really oh, interesting yeah. guy. He. I, I think a lot of scientists would, would agree with what you just said about the um, uh, sort of minor depression versus sort of major depressive episodes. He actually would take a step farther and say, not even in those major cases would uh, does does do SSRIs or a lot of those a lot of depression drugs do they really have a true effect? That the placebo effect is is so. Um, uh, overblown in, in, in certain cases, and this gets back to what I was saying earlier. But um, I'll give that a second. But he was really one of the, the founders of placebo science back before we knew that it was a real thing, before it had been, you know, seen in the brain. Um, he was sort of one of those early holdouts who just knew there was something there, and it was he was sort of people saw him as fringe. And now, of course, you know his ideas are, are pretty mainstream. Um, but what what he saw is that there's certain conditions like you know, pain. Depression, anxiety, um, irritable bowel syndrome, Parkinson's disease is another one that just have a huge uh, have a huge response to placebos. Um, that just you know you see numbers like sixty percent of the placebo arm gets better on uh, on a, on, a, on, a, on just taking nothing. And so what, what, it, what happens is that these, these certain things, like depression, it's very hard to know when a drug works, because how do you outperform 60%? If the placebo is, is making 60% of people better, it's hard to find a drug that can do that can do even more. So it's really hard to know with those conditions when you have a drug that works. And that, I think, is his, sort of his fundamental criticism, is we're, we're handing these things out a lot, but it's not really clear that they're any better than a placebo with the flip side is placebos are really powerful for those conditions. Now if you look at something like cancer or uh actually um uh uh gosh, where's the other one? Um um when you're OCD is another one uh, where the placebo rates are actually quite low. And so, and so what you're seeing is you're seeing like the chemical nature of placebos, you know, that they we have access to certain drugs, but not others in our brains. And that's just really fascinating. That That's why I love this stuff because there are rules. And when you see rules like this, you start saying, okay, there's, there's some real science going on here. If you, if you can differentiate one from the other, there's something going on. And that's really what he saw early on in that, um, a lot of people are picking apart now, and depression is a huge, huge part of this. And, uh, but I think it also applies to pain. You know, we give out a lot of opioids to people, and um, and pain, you know, it, it also responds. You, know, you get sixty percent of people responding to placebo with their pain. And I wonder, with all of these drugs that we're giving out, are we are we taking away from the body's ability to heal itself in these mm-hmm. in these conditions? And, and, and that's I mean, that's, a, that's a question we we'll just have to hang out there. And, and you know. What, and-
1: not only that, um, you know, it's 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 dangerous. Some of these drugs, they're you know, they're they're dangerous because um, they have some horrific side effects,
0: you know. And
1: it, so, you know, it's 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 a concern. You know, the the study by um, Ted Katchuck, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. his name properly, the professor of medicine at Harvard, um, found that even people know that a, uh, even when people know that a placebo was a fake pill. Their back pain got better. Now, what would explain that?
0: Well, that's a that's a great point, and, and I'm glad you brought it because it's kind of a, a nerdy subject I get very excited about. But it's there, not. You think of, it really isn't a nerdy <laughs> subject at all. I mean, yeah. I'm a nerd
1: too. I don't know, but I find it no, fascinating. No, it sounds
0: like it sounds like you're in, you're in the club. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so well, I, I
1: don't know. Do I want to be part of this club?
0: <laughs> oh
1: my <wait>, listeners! <laughs> oh god, I didn't know. Did not so talk because she was a nerd? Okay.
0: Think of, like, two sort of placebos. Think of them, and this, this, is, this, is, um, this is sort of an a oversimplification, but just to, to understand them, think of two types of placebos. Think of the unconscious and a conscious placebo. Now... Um, when think fluent is placebo, the easiest way to describe it is, okay, you know, I'm gonna give you this pill or I'm gonna give you um, I'm gonna poke you in the arm or do something do something crazy, but I'm gonna give you a great story of wine, you know, we're gonna we're gonna bring the, harness the power of the stars, and then I'm gonna take the dirt and I'm gonna spin it in this big cauldron, and then I'm going to make a bunch of noise, and then I'm gonna put and, and and you you get carried away with the story that you're being told, and so you create an expectation sort of all of a sudden it's like this will make me feel better, right? And that's sort of a, a conscious placebo. But there's also unconscious placebos. And these are things that I guess uh Pavlov would have called a classical conditioning. This is something that where, you know, you've you've had something happen so many times that you've been conditioned to have a response. And a classic one is when you take a, a pain relief pill. When I take a Tylenol, if I have a headache, I sort go and I Take the towel out of the, the cabinet, and I, you know, oh god, so much pain. And I, you know, I take the pill, and I drink the glass of water. Oh man, I just feel better immediately.
1: <laughs> no, you don't. Right? No, you do not.
0: Yeah, and, I, I do. I do. A lot. Of, be- and a lot of people I've have read the book and have reached out to me have the same experience. Where it's just you immediately feel better. <laughs> and that is that is because you've taken pills so many times that oh. your brain. Your brain basically medicates itself, and you can do this in the laboratory. And in, in the book, I talk about how how you can trick people into having this this pain relief experience when they're not actually getting anything, and you can see it. So that's well, it can't an be a, it can't be
1: a CVS or a, Wal- a Walgreen or Walmart or whatever. Well, that, it has to be the Tylenol brand. Right? That
0: that does make a difference, and how much you pay makes a difference, <laughs> and like how it's marketed. Every, do you know every who Dan Ayerly
1: is? Have you ever heard of Dan Ayerly? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I interviewed him a well, while ago, that was really funny. We actually had that conversation about uh, brand uh, name brands versus you know the store brands, and how we feel so much better with uh, if it's a Tylenol, but not if it's a CVS brand. I don't know if this is okay to say this on the air. I don't want CVS. No, absolutely, no it. absolutely, But see, absolutely. I
0: don't believe, that. And, and, I don't believe can, that. I think they both. You can different. see it in the laboratory. I just want to finish what I was saying before, yeah, which is uh, what 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 uh, Ted Kapczak was seeing in the lab was an unconscious placebo. You can't stop yourself from having that effect when you take that pill even if you want to you can't stop it It, it's conditioned so that's a lot of what he was he seemed to be seeing was this sort of this conditioned response that I mean it's not your choice and and, and people will often say oh you know I I, you know I, I couldn't be fooled by any of these things like I know when I'm taking something real you don't I don't these things are you can't fight them. <laughs> I think that we should so, talk
1: about uh, psychics, too. But anyway, <laughs> because that would be an interesting one. Although Noah has, oh goodness. With, <laughs> Noah has nothing to do with I, But wait a minute. Hold on one second. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca, I'm speaking with Eric Vance, fascinating guy, very, very interesting, has just written a book. Suggestible you, the curious science of your brain's ability to to deceive, transform, and heal. Uh, it's all in your head, obviously, but what a place for it to be. We do need to take a short break. Don't get on that plane. Stay with us here. We will be right back. Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you'll want to dine at Terramia's. This North End Italian restaurant provides a simply divine culinary experience and, as quoted in Zagat's restaurant guide, pastas without compare, and it's reasonably priced. This North End gem will keep you coming back. Terramia is simply the best Italian restaurant in all of Boston. Call 617-523-3112, 617-523-3112, or TiramiaRestaurante.com. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Eric Vance, who was the author of Suggestible You: The Curious Science of Your Brain's Ability to Deceive, Transform, and Heal." Welcome back, Eric.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. This is
1: really very, very fascinating, very interesting um, conversation. I, I just, um, I, I love it. I feel like I, you know, as I'm talking to you, I, I could talk to this guy all day. But I, something that I think is very funny. Um, is, and and maybe I'm a cynic, but really, have you ever heard of tapping? Tapping? Tapping, T-A-P-P-I-N-G, as in tap, tap, tap?
0: No. Okay. No, tell me about it. Okay,
1: this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay, years of abuse and a few taps on your forehead, and oh, well, no trauma, no PTSD, seriously. Now, I know that's a little, you know, it's a little... um You know sarcastic but truly there's something called tapping and actually i saw a flyer at a a donut shop down the street the the tappy hour rather than the happy hour and basically it's a bunch of people who get together and there's this tapping that goes on you tap your forehead you tap your um your temples you tap the top of your head and um you know it's like even though all this has happened It's going to be okay, even though it starts with even though, even though, even though with all this tapping and all becomes right with the world. People Mm -hmm. like swear by this thing that like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's similar to that. What is it? EMDR? Are you familiar? Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. 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 right, right. Um, What's her name there? Francine. I actually interviewed her too many years ago. But, um, you know, that's similar. It's kind of a tapping thing. And, you know, the eyes going back and forth and it supposedly really helps with with uh, PTSD. I don't know. I mean,
0: I have, so you had you said some very interesting things in there, and, and, yeah, I know, and uh, I can't,
1: I'm, I'm as excited as you are. I hope everyone maybe for all we know people all turned off the radio now and said, "Okay, well, I don't know what these guys are talking about, but they're crazy." <laughs>
0: First of, all, first of all, let me just say that uh, reading my book and, and having this conversation like this, you know, this is clearly a placebo, but you know, just because you know that doesn't mean it won't work. So, you know, don't, don't feel like, you know, you have to turn off the radio or stop reading the book because, oh, my God, I'm going to ruin, like, this thing that works for you. That, that actually, these, as you just mentioned, a lot of these things happen whether you want them to or not. What, what you brought up, though, is... Um, it's very interesting, I mean, I, you know, in religious um, circles, you talk about the laying of hands. You know, I was raised uh, a Christian scientist, and, and, and we had our own sort of techniques for, for tapping in this, but, but there's something that, 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 between this tapping thing you mentioned and the laying of hands and, and, and many other um, techniques for healing that, that have something in common, and it's something that people are just starting to study right now, and that is a community that is a group of people. And, and one of the most interesting parts of my book and, and one of the most interesting things that I came across was the peer, call it the peer pressure element of placebos, the, the, the effect of having these experiences with other people, there's, and you can actually measure, there's actually a chemical response that happens, um, that, uh, um, for, for women, you know, it's vasopressin for men, it's oxytocin. Um, and, and when you release this chemical or when you're given this chemical, you can actually jack up the placebo response way beyond what you'd normally experience. So these are both chemicals that are involved in, um, sort of contact with the people interacting with other people, um, you know, like a mother and her child and, and, uh, and that's been known for a very long time. But what's interesting is that the same chemicals that are involved with interacting also bump up the placebo response. Now, what are the chances? And there's been some really interesting studies looking at how other people's opinions, other people's thoughts, if, if other people are expecting, there's a great experiment with pain relief where, um, but they, they basically were, were, were giving people these um, sort of placebo experiences, and they tell them that, oh, by the way, 50 other people said that, you know, this relieved their pain. And, uh, but you know, rate your pain as you normally would. And what they found is that people who, when they were told that other people had pain relief, they would have way more pain relief than they would have even even after many you know hours in the laboratory, you know, getting conditioned. Uh, they have this incredible, you know, relief. And it was because the other people were involved. They weren't even real people in this case. Scientists were making them up. But just knowing that there are people out there who had pain relief had a huge effect on the subject. It had a huge, on all of us. Just having, and when you have those people in front of you, when they're tapping you or when they're laying their hands on you, it's a very powerful, um, uh oh, yeah, measurable effect.
1: Yeah, and you know, and you know what? I have more than a handful of friends who you know. I have a friend who is into the. It's not tapping, but it's um. I don't know. It's like this thing that she does. She hits this doll. And she can do it, you know, on the phone if you've got a problem. And she'll just tap, tap, tap it. And she swears that it it really, you know, is healing. And, you know, I've got another friend. She went, of course, I personally think this is crazy and I tell her so. But um, she went to a psychic and she so much wants to believe in um, this. And and I'm not talking out of school because I know she listens um, to my show. But (laughs) she's in this dysfunctional romantic relationship. But this psychic says it's going to work. Um, But the way she, I wouldn't be surprised at the way the psychic said it, it isn't exactly like it's going to work. Maybe, you know, it'll all work itself out or something. But anyway, it's amazing that, my friend, the story she's telling herself to fit it into what she wants. Now, but I also believe that, you know, I've seen relationships that have really been just absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, can't imagine how they'd work and these people ended up married. Um, But on that note, um, we I am doing a a show the show at a couple of different stations and one station we need to finish up right now say goodbye, see you next week same time, uh, same time same place
0: Don't try